you're exactly. on the internet of things now. So your ears now have their own IP address and they are floating around on the internet. Something like that. So you can hack into my head if you're really good. Hello and welcome to another episode of Joomcast, the podcast that features people who are part of the Joomla community and discover how they got here, where, what they contribute to Joomla, and where they're going with a whole bunch more. My name is Chetan Madan of JoomDev, and I'm here with my co-host, Tim Davis of CyberSalt and the Basic Joomla Tutorials YouTube channel. Hi, Tim. Hey, Cheyenne. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, uh, uh, I'm going to tell yes. everyone that story. Chayton sent me a screenshot yesterday. Of so someone, someone, yeah, go ahead. No, go someone, ahead. Go. someone in the forum on the Joom Dev forum, uh, obviously auto typed and obviously the person commenting or whatever it was, was not an English speaker first, but anyways, they're auto correct took over. And so instead of, <laughs> instead of, instead of calling him Chayton Madan, his name was Cheyenne Madman. Right. And the person was from India. So it's not like uh, it's a foreign name to them. And I exchanged like five messages with that man. I don't know. I exchanged like five messages and it was fine in all uh, earlier ones. It's just the last message I got was uh, weird. So I, I think it's I great because a lot of um, radio and podcasting personalities have alternate name so i think it should be the cheyenne madman and tim davis joomcast podcast my like stage that. name right yeah, your stage name yeah <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know about joomla joomla is a cms or content management system for building websites as of today's recording date joomla is running version 3.9.16 stable and for joomla 4 we have version alpha 12 but we hear the beta is coming soon and so we're all waiting with bated breath Let's meet our guest for today, Joe Sonny. Joe is based in Guelph, Ontario, Canada. Prior to founding Joe Sonny Marketing in 2009, which became the Joe Sonny Group in 2019, Joe had a successful career in communication, publishing, and multimedia industry. Joe has been involved with Joomla since 2005. Joe is a very well-known writer and speaker about all things Joomla, and is one of the most respected people in the Joomla community. He's currently a consultant to the Joomla Capital community. Joe, welcome to Joomcast. Thank you. Joe, who are you? What do you do? Give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Oh, okay, so uh, my bio, by the way, which uh, Chayton did talk about, says, explains it pretty good, ex uh, except I didn't know I was one of the most well-respected people in the Joomla community. So thank you very much for that. I actually that makes really appreciate of us. that. I'm very, very <laughs> flattered by that. So uh, pretty cool. Um, so I uh, was... Um, Born at a very early age. No, I won't go there. I, I actually, st <laughs> <laughs> I started, uh, <laughs> I, I basically come out of the advertising and marketing industry. I, I was a salesperson, uh, an outside salesperson in the graphic art industry for many years. And I got on the, um, the tech side of things. Uh, my love for technology kind of blended with what I was doing, and um, uh, I worked at one of the largest graphic art 
companies in, in Western Canada for a number of years and was one of the first guys to uh, ever actually use a cell phone, if you can believe it, as a salesperson uh, prior to that when I was selling in the Toronto area. Uh, when I moved out west, I basically was the guy that uh, went and trained clients on how to do desktop publishing and uh, explaining to them the differences uh, between a JPEG and a, a PNG file and, and all that sort of thing and how to use software and navigated that company in Western Canada to keep their leadership position in the graphic art industry uh, by being able to convert to desktop publishing from pre previous proprietary systems, which were these large mainframe things. Then uh, I wound up coming uh, back to uh, Ontario. I worked for a uh, national association. Uh, Tim, you'd probably be uh, familiar with them. It was the Gideons International in Canada. They are headquartered in Guelph, Ontario, which is where I'm living now. This is the reason I'm here. I actually uh, went from being a vice president of an ad agency in, in Ottawa, which is the nation's capital, to coming to Guelph and taking a position with the Gideons and I was responsible for their technology and communications. I ran their graphic department, communications mm -hmm. department. I basically navigated them through an enterprise system which uh, included an online um, component. Uh, but this was all uh, proprietary technology. It was uh, Microsoft-based technology and that was just around the time that Joomla came on the scene. They had just gone through the split in uh, with uh, Mambo. And mm -hmm. uh, I have been asking the guys that were doing this uh, uh, enterprise system, uh, we were building different modules. We had modules for the warehouse uh, uh, inventory and then uh, the accounting and all kinds of stuff. And we put a new module in and, and I asked the guy, but where's, where's the search function for this module? And he says, oh, there is no search function for the module. I said, are you kidding me? I said, why would you have uh, anything that's database driven, a component that has no search function? He says, well, it has to be custom built. I couldn't believe it. So this is when I started looking around to see what else was out there. And that's when I bumped into Joomla and uh, I needed to learn it. And uh, I knew it couldn't replace the enterprise system. But what we did is I built a, an intranet with the thing uh, internally. And that's how I learned Joomla. And uh, it was amazing what you could do. And then we started rapidly deploying public sites for uh, different things uh, that weren't needed, you know, to be connected to that enterprise system. And uh, it was uh, really amazing what went on. And, uh, and my story uh, of how I got involved in Joomla starts pretty much right there because uh, something very unusual happened, which nobody expected, even myself. I wound up going to Joomla.org to the forums because I needed to learn how to use this. And at the time, there was already tens of thousands of active people in that forum, and they were, it was just going gangbusters. So I registered on the forum and oh you don't need to use your real name so I thought oh this is cool I can pick just 
a name. So the first thing that came to my head was Joe Joomla. And it was available. So I thought, cool, I got Joe Joomla. And then it says, oh, you, you can upload an avatar. And I thought, oh, what if I got on my computer? So I looked around my computer and I, saw, I had this little cartoon avatar of Clark Kent ripping his shirt open and revealing his Superman S. I thought, oh, that's cool, because my last name is Sonny. Nobody would know that, but I thought, okay, it's kind of relevant, and I used that as my avatar. So I now was Joe Joomla with the Superman avatar in the, the, the uh, form, and uh, I needed to learn how to use Joomla. And so I started asking questions and nobody was paying any attention to me because when you've got an active form, your question just gets buried like within no time flap. And so I thought, oh, it looks like I have to do my own research. So what I did is I started answering my own questions on the form. So my, my question is, how can I develop Joomla website on my local computer instead of having to do it on a server on the internet. And uh, nobody was answering that question. So I did some research and then, oh, I found out that you could use this thing called MAMP. And uh, on the PC side, it's uh, XAMP, and, but it's MAMP. And most of the people in the forum were, were either Linux guys or they were, uh, Windows guys, so they were using PCs, but I was from the advertising industry and I'd always use Macs, so MAMP was the thing, which stands for Macintosh, Apache, MySQL, and PHP. That's an acronym. And uh, so I started answering my own question and then I wound up doing a whole explanation of how you go about creating Joomla websites using MAP on your local Macintosh, which later became the number one Google uh, thing if you ever did a search for Joomla and MAP or MAP and Joomla. I had a number one Google ranking for like a decade and a half. And, and now, even if you do that search, uh, it still comes up in the first three or four, and those things are like ancient. And um, so I'm busy doing all this stuff, and then out of the blue, someone posts a question to me, directed at me, and they said, Joe Joomla, what are you trying to say with your username and your avatar. And I thought, oh my goodness, someone actually knows I exist. And I better say something nice, profound. You know, it's my one chance to, to, to interact. So I thought about it and I typed back. I said, well, you know, uh, Superman to me represents a guy with superpowers, but he's got uh, a very servant-like, you know, uh, attitude and he doesn't use his serving uh, his superpower for personal gain, but he uses it for the benefit of others. And, and, and that's sort of kind of how, what I said, the next thing that happened was that in the Joomla forms, Joe Joomla became the most 
popular person in the Joomla community for the next two months straight. So they were using a simple machine form uh, bulletin board and at the bottom they would have statistics. So, so the statistics would say what is the most popular post? What is the most, you know, uh, anyways, it was my thread on every single uh, uh, bit of information about so there was no way you could miss Joe Jubla and that thread. And every single person that was anybody jumped into the thread and it went nuts. And then all of a sudden, I started getting all these personal messages from the Joomla leadership because they didn't know if I was some former Mambo guy trying to sabotage the project <laughs> because the whole thread on the forum was just fun and games. It had nothing to do with Joomla because I didn't know anything about Joomla. <laughs> and we, I was just going, oh, this is really cool what you can do in this bulletin board. And we started doing all this fancy formatting with the text and, and posting poems and doing stupid stuff. And everybody was getting involved. And now I'm getting these people from the leadership personal messaging me and asking me, please knock it off. And it's like, oh, and then the person that had asked the question who was on leadership started defending me and saying, this is how you form community. And now I'm finding out that there's, I've created this huge fight internally in the, the Joomla, current Joomla leadership at the time, because this one person's defending me and everyone else thinks that, that some nutcase is trying to ruin the project. And, uh, Finally, someone asked me nicely, please stop. This is a serious open source software project and we need to treat this like such. And I said, oh, I says, okay, well then if, um, would it be okay if I went and I made my own uh, website, jojimla.com and put my own form over there and take all the fun and games over there? And they said, please do. <laughs> and I had help from some of the best Joomla developers at the time uh, set that all up. And we went over and the day that joejoomla.com launched with the bulletin board over there, and I told that person in the Joomla leadership that it had now launched, they said, thank you. And then they deleted every single post in that thread. They deleted the whole thread of Joe Joomla, what are you trying to say with your username and avatar? And now nobody even knows that that existed, but that was the launch of, of joejoomla.com. And that's basically why I exist in the Joomla community. Oh, wow. Uh, I've worked on some really big projects. Interestingly enough, that first project that I ever did was an intranet. And some of my biggest projects have been intranets for corporations. And uh, with the Guelph General Hospital, uh, they have uh, a Joomla-based intranet that I, I'm responsible for. And so my best work cannot be viewed publicly because they are all private uh, intranets for, for, for companies or organizations. Um, and other than that, uh, they've got a couple of really cool websites. Some of them are not real big, but they're really cool. For example, uh, 
I'm hoping really soon for uh, an airport website to, to be launched uh, shortly. And uh, there's a learning management uh, portal that has been set up, which is a, a really big project that is uh, ongoing with the current uh, client using a product that, that one of your um, previous uh, interviewees, uh, Parth, uh, oh, his so you're company, Sikha, or Shika. something. We we Shika. use Shika, Shika for it, and uh, it's wow. actually pretty cool, and and a number of other things. Uh, and so, um, so I interact with part uh, a fair bit on that one. So yeah, intranets, corporate ones, uh, and ones for organizations, and then uh, the few odd sites uh, here and there. Joe, you've been with Joomla for a long time, uh, almost since the beginning of it, whether formally or informally. Where do you see Joomla a, a couple of years down the road? Uh, it's going to continue to be used by the people that know how powerful it is. And uh, when I first found out about Joomla, uh, because I'm not a back-end guy, uh, I, I don't do the under the hood code. I'm not the PHP SQL guy. I'm more the front end guy and the, and the strategy and the marketing kind of thing. I had to ask some people that I respected who were senior level uh, developers, uh, tell me what you feel about uh, Joomla. And this was back when Joomla was like Joomla 1.0, then Joomla 1.5. And I always asked the question, from uh, what I think are very unbiased uh, senior level uh, PHP developers. I said, what is your opinion of Joomla, uh, the code? And they have consistently told me it is the best written uh, code under the hood of any content man management system, uh, public or private that they know of and it remains that way even today. So despite all of the whatever people hear about Joomla, uh, those that are really in the know know how powerful it is. And Joomla is not going to go away. Uh, it may not be as popular as some of the other ones, but uh, for the guys that know how to use it, uh, they could build amazing websites with it. And I, I have been watching a little bit about what's going on with Joomla 4. I'm actually involved in a project uh, right now with a uh, client and we are building a very, very cool component for Joomla 4 that uh, when it is ready to go and we announce it, it will be very exciting for the, the Joomla project and the, the Joomla community at large uh, because it's got that cool factor and it's new tech and people are going to be able to do some amazing things with it. A follow-up question on there, you said a lot of people are going to be using it who know the power of Joomla. Is that enough to keep Joomla afloat? Don't we you know, need to obtain new users, developers in the Joomla ecosystem? Yeah, this is a, a topic of conversation for uh, the marketing team, uh, something that I was involved with when we were at the Forum for the Future, and uh, that's where I saw Tim uh, in Spain, Forum for the Future. And uh, uh, yes, you do need to attract uh, new young developers into the uh, Joomla developer ecosystem, but... Um, when somebody does discover it, they'll realize that uh, it's very, very flexible. And 
the kinds of people that are making the decisions about what platform to use, especially when it comes to uh, IT departments and the internal uh, corporate IT areas, they're not afraid to embrace Joomla because they actually get it. They understand what it can do. So Joomla will always have a place. It may not always be the most popular thing, but honestly, does, uh, you know, like how many people drive um, Ferraris? How many people drive Lamborghinis? Um, and versus how many people drive, you know, uh, mid-size uh, regular domestic vehicle? Uh, there's a, an area of specialization that it'll always be there. And so unless something uh, radically changes that, that does what Joomla can do and do it so much better that everybody just says, oh, well, I'm done with Joomla and flock to something else. I think it will be there. And there's enough smart people that are still involved in the Joomla development that uh, have a vested interest in keeping this uh, technology viable because their businesses are dependent upon it. There's a guy that I met at the Forum for the Future who has a Joomla-based business overseas and uh, said to me that, their best year ever was last year. So for him, you know, Joomla a, uh, is a very viable thing. And so unless they completely blow it, and I don't know why they would, uh, it's not going I mean, away. not intentionally, right? I'm not saying right. someone's intentionally blowing it, but I know you're comparing uh, Ferrari to Joomla, which is not everyone uses it, but it's still a good product. And probably, I don't want to name WordPress, but, you know, other CMSs which are very popular to a regular sedan vehicle or, or you know, some, some average vehicle where a lot of people use. So the difference is if you have something very unique, not everyone's going to use it, but it's still going to stay unique. And if you have something that's common, everyone's going to use it, but it's not going to be unique. Now, I get that part, but the problem is, I think Ferrari or Lamborghini or Rolls-Royce they're selling it for a very expensive price and they probably have cash flow for the next five decades to continue development for their products. I don't think Joomla has that and or has, I could be wrong, but I don't think Joomla has that or that powerful community because Joomla does not run necessarily on cash flow only. It's the community that runs it. So if we don't have volunteers who are testing and coding, uh, we're in trouble, right? Right. That okay. So I see your point, and uh, but I'll say this: people are flocking. Developers need to earn a living, so they're going to go where the money is. And and right now, a lot of people are going going where the money is, which is the popular one. And the reason that uh, a project uh, like WordPress or, or something else is more popular is that they are able to do things uh, financially that the Joomla project can't do. And uh, this may not be a popular opinion, but it's my personal opinion. Uh, there are no corporate uh, companies, no potential corporate sponsors that are impressed that Joomla is a volunteer project. They're not impressed by that. Everybody's looking for a return on investment. So if, uh, and, and I was involved in, and still am involved in the capital committee, uh, which is the only team in the Joomla project that brings money into the project. Everybody likes to spend money, but you got to bring money in 
if you can right. have any money to spend. And so if you want a sponsor, like if I go to your company and I say, hey, would you consider being a, a sponsor for the Joomla project? And you would say to me, okay, what am I going to get in return for the money that I give you? And right. now I have to promise you stuff. I have to keep those promises. I have to fulfill those obligations. That's not as easy to do in a volunteer organization as one exactly. that's actually got a, uh, uh, say, a professional uh, team that's behind it and money to do things. So it's a hard lesson to learn when I first got on the capital team that uh, I couldn't make promises uh, because everything was based on volunteers doing it voluntarily and that that is a handicap in that area of bringing in money so other uh projects have uh corporate money behind them and so when you hear of somebody though that you know through uh millions of dollars at something i have to tell you i'm very envious that that they have that kind of backing because uh the joomla project uh the community has prided itself on being volunteers. And so if they're going to remain a volunteer-based project exclusively, the, the consequences will be what it is, which means that developers need to earn a living. Uh, why would you work so hard on your, your full-time job where you earn a living and then spend you know a whole bunch of time more doing volunteer stuff for an open source project unless, you know, it somehow gave you a thrill. Uh, speaking of the whole volunteerism thing, I actually wondered if there was something wrong with me for being a Joomla volunteer. I thought, hmm, I wonder if there's a medical condition associated with serial <laughs> volunteerism. And and I actually did go Googling to find out if that was, was a thing or not. And, uh, and thankfully it isn't. <laughs> Tim, send him the falling plates video. Yeah. Falling plates video. I think Joe knows all about the falling plates video. If there was a medical condition, it was probably masochism. Um, <laughs> but, but given the situation we're in right now with the pandemic, and I'm not paralleling the pandemic with anything, but we dearly would love to be able to go back in time and self-isolate a month earlier um, handle things a bit different a few months earlier. Some countries would like to go back years and elect a different leader so they had something different now. And I think that, you know, when Joomla 4 comes out, and, I mean, Joel, you said you're working with a company to develop a super exciting component for it that's going to be exciting for the Joomla community and for Joomla 4. Uh, when Joomla 4 comes out, I hope that instead of us all wishing and continuing to focus on wanting to build a time machine and go back and do things differently or see what happened. Uh, this is going to be our chance to uh, really enjoy something shiny and new. Maybe it's going to, of course, it's going to need some tuning up. There's going to be things, but uh, we, we don't know what Joomla 4 will bring and the impact it will have and the attention it will draw and the applications and users that it will attract as well. So, well, you know, Joomla missed an opportunity. They did, they made mistakes. When you talk about if you could go back in the past, would you change something? And I definitely would, because I know that I argue back in time that you cannot leave 
the user base that you built up. You cannot leave them behind uh, and not carry them forward. Otherwise, you have to start from scratch and build a whole new community around a whole new product. And when you make it very difficult for your user base to move forward with you, then like one of your other guests said a few uh, weeks back, I believe it was, that uh, they have options. If it's expensive to move forward, if it's hard to move forward, then they're going to look at other options. If I'm going to spend all this money to, to move forward, then why don't I look at something different? And, and that's right. a problem. So the other projects didn't leave their communities behind, although uh, arguably Drupal just did that with uh, the new Drupal 8, apparently. Um, and, and I don't know enough about that, but I heard a little bit of it about it. But I think it was a mistake. And, and part of the reason that mistake got made in the Joomla community was because Joomla was or is perceived as a software project for developers, people that want to do interesting things and they didn't really have a commercial vested interest in Joomla.org per se because they were getting their uh, their bread and butter from their full-time job. And Joomla for them was just, uh, you know, a project that they did. To, I mean, it's more complicated than that. But basically what I'm saying is this is uh, uh, the people that founded Joomla, they wanted to do something and they wanted to do cool things. And then when new technology came along, they weren't that interested in pulling the community forward and making it. It's like, no, this is a developer software project. And, you know, if you're a developer, you're going to know how to do stuff. They weren't thinking about the users per se. They were thinking about developers. And uh, that may be an unpopular opinion. And again, it's my opinion. And But when... Uh, I come from the community side of Joomla. I do not come from the developer side of Communa, uh, Joomla. I, I represent uh, the bridge between the end user, the client, and myself, which would be, say, probably best described as an integrator and, uh, uh, you know, a user, um, a marketer. So switching things a bit more, focusing on you personally, what is something that you learned later in life that you would go back and tell a younger you? Uh, not to get involved with the Joomla community. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, my goodness. Wow. You know what? I, I was able to do what I did with Joomla because of my previous career success. Like prior to, to being in, in, uh, that national uh, nonprofit organization, which paid me very well, by the way. I was in sales and I made lots and lots of money and it was fun making lots of money and, and doing things so that when I started my Joomla business, I suddenly wasn't making that kind of money anymore. But uh, Joomla is like this um, uh, Venus uh, flytrap or, or something. You, 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 you get sucked into it and uh, you get involved. So my younger self would have been, uh, maybe I would have uh, said to myself, uh, focus more on uh, the business side of things. Don't, uh, don't get so wrapped up in, in, in trying to do everything you know, yourself. And that was always what my problem was. I started my business later in life 
And I did that because I didn't want to be a business owner while I was raising my young family because I'd seen too many people uh, sacrifice their families and their marriages to get their businesses to be successful. And I thought, I'm not going to do that. So it was a lot harder to start a business later in life. I think you have more energy. You can afford to make more mistakes when you're young because you bounce back quicker. So that would have been my advice. Maybe if you're going to start a business, start younger or don't think about starting a business uh, later in life. Just continue to do something for someone else. Joe, who is someone who is or was a major contributor to where you are today? Uh, in regards to Juma? No, in regards to anything. Okay, so that's a great question, and and there's several individuals. Here's uh, I have been extremely fortunate that in pretty well ninety five percent of my job, my career, I was hired by either the founder of the company or the uh, president or owner or the operating manager of a company. So I was always uh, given a privileged uh, position with companies and got to hear the stories, the entrepreneurial stories of these people. And I learned things that the average person who works for those people would never uh, get get the privilege of hearing. And what I found out is that while you're sitting back thinking that the guy that owns the business is, is uh, you know, living the, the easy life, a lot of times people don't know that he's the one that's taking all the risk. He actually goes sometimes many months with no paycheck in order for the employees all to have a paycheck so he doesn't lose his best people. And there are sacrifices that those people make that the people who think they have it made do not see and they don't understand. And that gave me uh, a very uh, different point of view about working for someone else. I thought if you don't work for a company the way that, uh, as if it was your own company, in other words, if you don't treat your company that you work for like you own this company, then you're actually shortchanging it because the success and profitability of the company depends on everyone. Uh, not just a few people. So uh, my, my uh, thanks go out for uh, the people that hired me out in Western Canada, a man named Blago Histofsky. Uh, I, I have great admiration for a guy that hired me previously in Toronto uh, for uh, a company. And um, uh, his name was Pete. And uh, Pete taught me he, he kind of mentored me, got me started in my sales career. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's long retired now. Those are two main people. Before that, there was a guy who's passed away now. His name was Keith, Keith Bagg. He owned a company in Toronto. And uh, uh, these are all founders and or high-level management people that uh, gave me insight into what it takes to, to you know, to be successful at a business. And, and you know, while I'm at it, I, I have to say, and, and I really am very, very fortunate. Um, why 
did that happen to me? Uh, why was I? And and those are just three examples. There's like a handful of other ones as well too, where it was a partner in a business that hired me, or it was the owner. And and why does that happen? Well, uh, a lot of the reason that it happened is because uh, as a salesman, and that was what my early career was was being a salesman. Uh, usually the owner of the company wanted the last say, who is this guy that's representing my company? And as for the guy out West, when he hired me, uh, he, uh, I had come from Toronto to Winnipeg, Manitoba, by the way, uh, which was where that company was situated. And uh, he hired me as a salesman to represent his company. And uh, he told me, you have a review after 12 months to see how you did. And I thought, yeah, no problem. But he wouldn't let me out of the building for the first three months that I worked for them. And I, I going like, what's going on? Why, why would you do that? He says, oh, no, no. He says, you don't know anything about our company. You know about where you came from when we need you to sell our company. So they wanted me to spend one full month in their three main departments, which was photography, desktop publishing, and uh, uh, a pre-press film. And they said, you're gonna spend a month in every one of those departments and learn our business so that when you get out on the road, you are selling us, you're not selling something else. And I thought, wow, that's it. And that they were very, very smart to do that. I wound up being the top salesperson in Western Canada uh, in short order and I had some of the biggest accounts. I had people phoning me asking me to do their business for to, for our company to, to do their business the way we were doing it for their competitors. That's the reputation that, that, that I had in those industries and, and it comes solely because people did things the way that they should be done and uh, and today, a lot of people don't do that. They're just trying to, you know, if you throw a salesperson out on the, on the street to represent your company, you say you, you're going to make it or break it all by yourself in three months. If you're not successful, we get you out of here. That is the worst thing anybody could do for their company, because guess what? That person represents their company and they're trying to sell to their customers and their customers are sitting back there going, oh, this is the third sales guy from that company. They don't stay around long uh there must be something wrong and if you don't realize is that the perception that's being put out there with, with that kind of um uh treatment then you you really personally don't don't have a clue on how this should be done and i think uh, what you just did joe looking back is that when we look back and see who have helped us along the way it brings us into mind to how we got to where we are today and even though that's very much of a looking back it really gives us a forward-looking focus because we see what we've got and now we can look at where we are today be grateful and then also say okay what's what needs to be done now what's the circumstances uh let's move forward and let's build on that and uh, that's i think that's really important especially for the days that we're living in now right and by the way that guy named pete that was in toronto that i wanted to give a shout out to he is uh, a former boston bruins backup goaltender uh, and played with uh, Bobby Orr and oh, wow. all those guys, Derek Sanderson and the Esposito brothers and all that. So I had a lot of fun in my career. Uh, so Pete Crosby is his name. And Don Cherry remembers him because Don Cherry was uh, the coach 
at the time. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I've had a lot of fun in my career uh, and a lot of really, really interesting experiences. Uh, Jayton, you don't know who Don Cherry is, but he's someone who dresses very much like you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he up. doesn't. I will, I, I will show you some uh, pictures afterwards. He's a notorious Canadian celebrity. Now it's time for Rapid Fire. Joel, I'm going to ask you some questions and you can answer them as uh, briefly and quickly as possible, which often ends up in longer discussions, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Beside the regular suspects, name a favorite Joomla extension that is not one of yours. Um, a favorite. Oh my goodness. Well, JCE editor, I guess is, uh, it's extremely popular and everybody uses it, but a keep a backup is, is probably the most valuable, uh, extension that I know of. Now those are both, uh, regular suspects, but we'll, but we'll let you away with it. If you tell us what the new extension is that you're working on for Joomla for. Uh, let I me just put it this way. It is, so new and in technology uh, that uh, it'll revolutionize uh, some um, publishing. Let's just put it that way. Okay, you heard it here first. Joe's working on an extension that is using technology that was brought back by one of the Terminators. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the future. Okay, what's an extension you would like to see developed that doesn't exist for Joomla now? The one that I'm doing. <laughs> okay, that was the... <laughs> what is the one thing that you'd like to change in Joomla, assuming you were in charge? Uh, I actually have a question. What would, if, if you had total authority, how would you change Joomla? That's actually a question on one of my blogs in uh, joejoomla.com. And every time I go out uh, and do a talk, I invite people to post on it. So there's been some fantastic ideas that have been put up there. But personally, what would I like to see about Joomla? I would like to see Joomla uh, leadership be people that are in a position where they can actually... Uh, they don't have to depend on um, uh, their full-time job for uh, sustenance. In other words, these would be uh, technology people that are doing it for the love of it and money's not a problem for them. They can just pour their heart and soul into it and do amazing things. Uh, the incredible opportunities that it's given me. I've met people both on the client side and in the community from all around the world daily i deal with people from the four corners of the globe and i've met a lot of these people in person as well and i never in my wildest dreams ever believed that i would be uh giving talks in different countries around the world uh, i actually spend a weekend in india uh, at a Joomla World Conference uh, a couple of years ago. I've spoken at uh, MIT and uh, Harvard uh, University, even though I was never a student there, about Joomla. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, th those were Joomla um, conferences. That, I mean, we, we had some of those things that uh, the Google uh, or eBay or, or whatever buildings and, you know, Microsoft opens them up. But it's given me an opportunity to go in and see some of these things. I, I, I've i got a really cool uh, 
uh, pullover sweater from uh, Duke University because uh, there was a Joomla Day at uh, Duke uh, University. And the, what a cool place. Uh, I never would have got in there. It's a, it's a business school, university. and uh, But yet I was there. I was able to, to talk about Joomla uh, 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 along with a bunch of other Joomla people. Now we can tell that you're excited for Joomla 4 and you're excited about this soon to be released extension. Uh, what's another reason why you're excited about Joomla 4? Because it's like you have said in the past, it's this baby that's been, uh, that needs to be birthed. Once it gets out there, I think then we can get on with uh, what's next for Joomla, which would be Joomla 5. And the reason I think that's really cool is because I've heard some fantastic ideas from people about what Joomla 5 should actually be. And it may be in com a completely different Joomla than all the previous Joomlas uh, before. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. What are you laughing about? You sound like Donald Trump there. It's going to be so great. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be great. And then, you know, what part are you going to have in it, Chayton? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't have Juma 4 yet, and we're talking about Juma 5. It just came to my mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. You so have to think about those things because, you know what, this is the, the reason that in the past that I've been successful in business is being able to look ahead and make good choices because if you make the wrong one and, and I'll give you an example of that. Uh, there was a time when I thought, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to go into the uh, publishing business and I had a contract sitting in front of me to buy uh, a huge amount of typesetting equipment. And for people who don't know what typesetting equipment is, let's just say it's real old technology. Because And I, and I thought, you know what? This is the wrong decision because desktop publishing is going to take over. And it did. So I made the choice of rejecting a technology and going with something that actually proved to be the right choice. And if you're not doing that, uh, your future is going to be tenuous at best if you make the wrong choices. Name someone who contributes a lot to Joomla. Uh, everybody on leadership. People don't understand that they spend a incredible amount of time. Someone uh, asked me one time, oh, uh, I'm thinking of getting involved in Joomla leadership. Uh, what kind of uh, time commitment should I be thinking about? And I said to them, uh, probably 20 hours a week if you're going to take on that kind of responsibility. And they just went, what? I can't do that. Like, I have a business. And so I, I just like to throw it out there for all the flack that people who are on in any Joomla leadership position, people need to understand that these people are actually putting in a lot of hours. And again, that's why I went looking for a medical condition to describe it. Why do they do this? And uh, But they do. So my, my uh, thanks goes out to all of the people who have been presidents, vice presidents, treasurers, secretaries, team leaders, production people, former uh, 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 production uh, leadership guys, you know, all of those guys. Uh, I think that the, the Michael Babkers, uh, the Andrew Eddies, the uh, Johan Janssens of the past, all these people, uh, in George now, uh, Wilson, are putting their heart and their, their, their time that could be spent doing something else. And you know what? And people give them a hard time. 
And it's just like, wow, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you be anything but supportive? And that's the end of Rapid Fire. Joe, is there anything we didn't ask you would like to mention? I'd like to thank you guys for doing what you are doing. Uh, I know that you've heard that there's been other uh, radio, Joomla radio shows. I don't know if any of you guys remember Joom Stew Radio. Uh, this Joom I only Stew know Ra about Joomla Beat from Australia, but last right. episode was at the end of 2017. Yeah. Right. So before that, there was Joom Stew. And Joom Stew was uh, run by a guy out of Texas. And uh, there was a lady that also helped him. Uh, she's currently in the Boston area now. And on uh, my website in the uh, media area, I, I have some uh, references to being on Joom Stew radio shows. And it was very much like this. And the reason that it didn't continue on is that doing what you're doing takes a lot of effort and time and what do you get out of it and one day if you decide you know i'm not getting out of this what i need to be getting out of it it may end so i'd like to thank you guys for doing what you are doing because i know it's not trivial to do what you do and it's very cool that you're giving people an opportunity to get out here and that people get an opportunity to hear some of the people the brilliant people like you guys are talking to some absolutely talented and amazing brilliant people with skills and abilities that i am extremely envious of and the world needs to know about these people oh yeah thank tim he does the editing i only exchange emails with you and other speakers so. <laughs> well chase doing a lot of stuff but thanks 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 joe i appreciate that yeah. how how can people reach out to you uh, I'm Joe at JoeSunny.com. That comes directly to me. Joe Joomla at JoeJoomla.com also comes to me. So uh, I'm on Twitter as Joe Joomla. There's also Twitter Joe Sunny. And uh, you can, you know, hit the forms on either the Joe Joomla or the JoeSunny.com website and send me a message. The, I'm easy to get a hold of. I was actually going to say, phone me at and then post Tim's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do have a burner number that I use on domain registration. Okay, so, all right. So you can give them that one if you want. And as you can see, I like to have a lot of fun too. You know, yeah, yeah. We, we all really, really work really, really hard. And if we're not having any fun, why are we doing what we're doing? We, uh, we kind of knew each other a bit before I went to Spain and we got to spend those days at Forum for the Future and uh, always happy to have another Canuck here on the podcast. You're the second one we've interviewed. The first one was Allison Meeks. But Joe, thanks for coming on the show today. You're most welcome. It was my pleasure to be here. Thanks for that. Thanks for everything that you do. So Cheyenne, that's the end of another episode. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Joomcast is recorded live on locations. This time it was India, Canada, and Canada. Using Zoom, Audacity, and a tube of crazy glue holding our helmets to the steel beam above us. Sure, we stayed six feet away from each other. If you want to reach me personally, my Twitter handle is at Chetan Madan. If you want to reach Tim, you can reach him at Basic Joomla. Until next time, wash your hands, stay inside, and enjoy your Joomla sites. God bless.